0: It's April 11th, 2022, and this is your Ukraine Daily Brief from the DSR Network. I'm Grant
1: Haver. And I'm Chris Kottnor.
0: Our top story today, the New York Times reports that Russia has begun to deploy the PTM-1S landmine, a cluster munition that can be set to detonate at intervals over the course of 24 hours. While the mine is largely banned by international law. Russia is not a party to the specific treaty which bans them.
1: Over the weekend, Russian President Vladimir Putin appointed a new general to direct the war in Ukraine. Government officials from the U.S. and Europe told CNN that the new commander is Army General Alexander Dvornikov, commander of Russia's Southern Military District. Previously, there was no theater-wide commander which limited coordination between the various Russian units. Despite the new leader, the siege tactics currently being implemented by the Russian troops around Ukrainian cities are expected to continue. Slovakian
0: Defense Minister Yaroslav Nod confirmed on Sunday that they are in talks with the Ukrainian government to sell the Ukrainians heavy artillery in the form of Zuzana self-propelled howitzers. These weapons can hit targets at a range of up to 30 miles.
1: On Friday, in a joint press conference, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz declined to provide tanks to the Ukrainians, citing efficacy concerns. Johnson said that the better strategy was to backfill former Warsaw Pact states supporting Ukraine as their weaponry can be fielded immediately by the Ukrainians. On Saturday, the German defense minister said that in the case of deliveries from Bundeswehr stocks, I have to be honest, we have now reached a limit, citing the need to continue to have enough weaponry to protect Germany. She went on to say that future supplies for Ukraine would have to come directly from weapons manufacturers.
0: Peace talks may be effectively dead at this point. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kulba said Sunday it would be extremely difficult to even think about negotiations with Russia after the missile strike in the eastern city of Kramatorsk and the atrocities committed in the town of Buka. the strike in Kramatorsk hit a railway station used for evacuations and killed at least 52 people trying to escape the fighting.
1: In a surprise trip on Saturday, Boris Johnson traveled to Kiev to meet with Vladimir Zelensky. The two heads of government discussed additional military and economic assistance from the UK, including the UK guaranteeing an extra $500 million in World Bank lending to Ukraine, liberalizing tariffs for Ukraine exports to the UK, and providing 120 armored vehicles.
0: Austrian Chancellor Karl Niehammer is headed to Moscow today to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The meeting would be the first face-to-face meeting of a European Union leader since the invasion began on February 24th, and comes after Niehammer met with Zelensky in Kiev on Saturday.
1: Belarus's dictator Alexander Lukashenko is meeting with President Putin on Tuesday. Following their meeting, there will be a press conference which will likely cover the ongoing war in Ukraine, as well as the potential of Belarus acting as a security guarantor for a post-war Ukraine.
0: European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen in Kyiv on Friday presented Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky with paperwork for his country to join the European Union. Von der Leyen said she intended to, quote, present Ukraine's application to the European Council this summer.
1: The leader of Sweden's second biggest opposition party, Will, should neighbor Finland apply to join NATO, suggests that his party change its stance toward favoring a Swedish membership. Quote, what's changed now is that Finland is very clearly moving toward a NATO membership, and there are many indications this may happen in the near future. That and the fact Ukraine, which is not a NATO member, is completely alone, had made me turn.
0: Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador said on Saturday that Mexico does not accept the Russian invasion of Ukraine in a video message released to coincide with a global event in support of Ukrainian victims of the conflict. While his government backed a United Nations vote urging Russia to withdraw its forces from Ukraine, Mexico abstained in a vote on Thursday at the UN General Assembly on suspending Russia from the UN's human rights body. Mexico has tried to remain neutral in the conflict and has declined to impose sanctions against Russia.
1: Russia will boost its Reserve Fund for Emergency Spending to ensure economic stability in the face of unprecedented Western sanctions by about 3.2 billion euros. The funds will be used primarily for the implementation of measures aimed at ensuring the stability of the economy in the face of external sanctions. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin's former chief economic advisor told the BBC that an effective embargo on oil and gas imports from Russia could force an end to the country's war against Ukraine within eight weeks. He also argued that a change of government is inevitable, sooner or later, as it is absolutely impossible to have any future for Russia with the current political regime. Ukraine's economic output will likely contract by a staggering 45.1% this year as Russia's invasion has shuttered businesses, slashed exports, and rendered economic activity impossible in large swaths of the country, the World Bank said on Sunday. The World Bank also forecasts Russia's 2022 GDP output to fall 11.2% due to punishing financial sanctions imposed by the United States and its Western allies on Russia's banks, state-owned enterprises, and other institutions.
0: World food prices jumped nearly 13% in March to a new record high as the war in Ukraine caused turmoil in markets for staple grains and edible oils, the UN Food Agency said on Friday. Russia and Ukraine are major exporters of wheat, corn, barley, and sunflower oil via the Black Sea and Moscow's six-week-old invasion of its neighbor has stalled Ukrainian exports. In Russia, citizens are spending on average 40% of their disposable income on food, about twice as much as they did before the war, the director of the UN's food agency's Russia liaison office told Reuters.
1: Ukraine informed the International Atomic Energy Agency on Sunday that it had carried out the first staff rotation at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in three weeks, IAEA Director General Rafael Mariano Grossi said, adding the agency would send a mission there soon to assist in returning it to normality.
0: With President Putin's direct encouragement, Russians who support the war against Ukraine are starting to turn on the enemy within. Citizens are denouncing one another in an eerie echo of Stalin's terror spurred on by vicious official rhetoric from the state and enabled by far-reaching new laws that criminalize dissent. Mr. Putin set the tone in a speech on March 16th, declaring that Russian society needed a, quote, self-purification, in which people would, quote, distinguish true patriots from scum and traitors, and simply spit them out like a fly that accidentally flew into their mouths. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please send us an email at udb at the Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the Ukraine Daily Brief. So go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune in to Deep State Radio tomorrow to David Rothkoff, Ed Luce, and Rosa Brooks. Talk to former U.S. Ambassador to NATO, Ivo Dalder. Stay safe and stay tuned to the Ukraine Daily Brief from the Deep State Radio Network.